Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out at TomBartonSports.com, Tom Barton Sports over on the X over on Twitter. I'm Barton Sports and I'm Barton Sports at gmail.com if you want to talk to me. What a week we have. As we always do every week, we're going to go back. We're going to look at what happened in college football. But basketball is here. I hope everybody listened to the preview show. I've already been making money on some college basketball. I'll tell you, this is, this is fantastic. The Ivy Leagues are absolutely putting it down. So we are going to uh, get into college basketball as well. I, I, I couldn't be happier. I'm smiling. You can hear my smile through... The radio. I, I mean, that that's where I'm at. I am smiling ear to ear for a lot of things that has gone on in the Ivy League. I mean, it is absolutely just uh, a, a great week for the Ivies, and they've, they've shown it to the, the country. But let's go back to last week in college football first. Congratulations to the Harvard Crimson, and what a way to do it. I, I have to tell you, look, Harvard breaks out the Philly special to clinch the Ivy League championship in three overtimes at home against Penn. I mean, this is a storybook ending, right? It's the championship. It's the the Philly special against Penn, who's from Philly, right? I mean, and, and it's the Ivy League championship, and it's at home, and it took three overtimes. I mean, absolutely fantastic stuff. It was 23-23, three OTs. Give Penn a lot of credit. Tip your cap. They fought all the way through. They were down 20 to 10 at the half. Came back second half. They held Harvard completely scoreless until overtime. And the Harvard Crimson, I mean, just absolutely wow. This game was just fantastic. And, you know, Craig was great. Uh, you had Barkate was great. You have individual performances. But overall, I mean, Harvard was just fantastic. It really was just a cool way uh, to end it, a cool way to clinch the Ivy League with that kind of play in that spot. Just fantastic. Then later on in the week, oh, by the way, let's give a, a, a little tip of the cap to Juszczyk. Kyle Juszczyk was selected to the uh, Senior Bowl 75th anniversary team. That's kind of cool. And now we have the game ahead of us, which we'll get into in a couple of moments. So 139th uh, chapter of the game, it'll be on national TV. I'm going to be in Atlantic City watching this one. So just overall for Harvard, just a fantastic, fantastic ending uh, to this season. I know they have one more game, but... Eight and one, five and one in the Ivies, Ivy League champions, absolutely fantastic. Penn, it, look, like I said, they they gave it all they could. I, I mean, what else could they possibly do? Uh, Hosley, twenty-two carries, one hundred nine, two touchdowns. They finished at six and three, but three and three in the Ivies. Another overtime, two overtime, another double overtime game. Harvard went triple. Yale, Princeton, Yale gets the win in Princeton, thirty-six to twenty-eight. They moved to six and three, four and two in the Ivies. Uh, Princeton falls to three and three in the Ivies. This was a good back and forth battle. Look, this was a, a tale of two halves. In the first half, defense, defense, and defense. It was 7-7 going into the half. In the offense, uh, I'm sorry, in the, the second half, look, it was really 14-14 going into the fourth quarter, right? And then both teams exploded 
for as many touchdowns in the fourth quarter as they had the entire game, 14 points a pop. And, and then, you know, 36-28 is the final there. Stenstrom, 240 in a touchdown. Nothing really jumps jumps out at you there. Tipton had 10 receptions for 130. But Yale, a good performance going on the road here. And we've talked about Yale. They didn't live up to expectations this year. But this is a good way to, to kind of go into Princeton, into a rival, into this spot, and get a win on the road, double OT. You, you look at this and you just go, wow, you know, what a game. Another overtime game. Yeah, like I said, the Ivy Leagues were fantastic this week. Brown beats Columbia 21-14, goes into Columbia. Uh, another good battle by Columbia and another good defensive effort. Let, let's give credit where it is. Look, they finished 0-6 in the Ivies. I get it. But let's give credit where credit is due. Columbia's defense came to play this year a lot better than I think people imagined. Wilcox, 265, and a touchdown for Brown, who finishes 3-3 three and three in the Ivy. Well, finishes this, this week 3-3 three and three in the Ivy. And then Cornell, Dartmouth. Dartmouth at home wins 30-14. to 14. Uh, four and two in the Ivies is uh, the best that, that they're going to do. That's why that's why they won, by the way. Um, so they could go to five and two at best. Uh, they won thirty to fourteen. That's why Harvard clinched. I should say is really the reality of what happened. Now Harvard, hundred thirty ninth installation of the game goes to Yale, goes to New Haven to take on Yale. Who again? I mean, depending on how this ends up, we in the Ivy Leagues, as you guys know. Highs count as, as wins, right? I mean, that's just it. So if Harvard wins, they win the outright title by themselves. They'll finish at 9-1, and 6-1 and one in the Ivies. They are ranked inside the top 20 in the FCS Bowl and most bowl rankings that I've seen. Um, they could get up to as high as 15 or so with a win here. With a loss, they still clinch it. I wonder how much it takes the gas. You know, your foot comes off the gas pedal, but I don't think a lot. First of all, they want it by themselves. They, they don't want to share anything. That's number one. Number two... It's against a rival, right? I mean, it's against Yale, and it's national TV. Don't think that these guys don't know that. Grooms is going to be on point. He has been on point, 20 touchdowns, seven interceptions all year. McLaughlin's kind of the difference maker here for Harvard, or was for most of the year. Uh, give it a nod to Tipton, who's got 10 touchdowns. Look, this is this is a Harvard team that can play one way or the other. They could play defense with you, and they have in certain games this year. They could play offense. I think they control the game. I believe that Harvard wins this game. I think they win it outright. I don't think that there's a letdown. I haven't been impressed with Yale most of the year. I know they had a good game last game. I haven't been impressed with them most of the year. And I'm looking at them and I'm saying, yeah, look, they could have that miraculous game and, and kind of save the season here. And it's at home. It makes a lot of sense to back them. And I get the people that are backing them. I, I just don't look at it. I, I Look, I'm sorry. I just don't see it. I think Harvard's the better team. Their defense will stand up and stand out in this one. Brown against Dartmouth. I, it's hard for me to go against Wilcox at home. 16 touchdowns in only nine games. Um, I, I know that Dartmouth has played a lot better. And Dartmouth, by all estimations, is probably the better team. Let's just be honest. Dartmouth is probably the better team. But I look at Brown and I go, look, they're at home. Wilcox is there. I, I think this is one of those home cooking kind of games that they just kind of get past. Now, again, Dartmouth couldn't share the Ivy League title as well with a win and a Harvard loss. Columbia Cornell. Columbia's been playing good defense. Cornell has not looked good the last couple of weeks. And you start to look at, you know, the interceptions, the turnovers, and, and Cornell would love to get I, I think it means more to Cornell. I, I think they want to get one win in the Ivies, and their defense has been playing tough. Just don't know if they're going to be able to generate enough offense in this game, and Cornell can explode at times. Princeton, Penn is the last game. Princeton's got to be hanging its head, and so does Penn. I mean, double OT, three OTs, uh, ending your season basically last week is just tough. I'll lean the home team here strictly because, again, 
it's the pride factor, right? How can you how can you get yourself back and play a game that is quote unquote meaningless? Uh, I'll take the home team in this spot, and I'll take the home team in this spot based almost completely and solely upon the idea that look, <laughs> I'll take the home team because uh, they're the ones that probably have the motivation. So I, I mean that that's how I'm looking at this. That's how I'm going to break this down. Um, I think that Harvard wins the outright championship game. I, I don't think it's going to be a three-way tie or anything else that people are talking about. All right, let's get into a little college basketball because, like I said, oh, boy. I, I mean, we've had some big wins. Um, you, you look at, at – I'm not going to go over every win. Harvard against Rice was a nice win. Look, I thought that Yale played win against Kentucky. I, I know that they lost by 15. The spread was 14. I thought they played well. Princeton beating Hofstra, and in the manner that they did, is also impressive. They held them to only 67 points. That's pretty nice. Uh, you could – Look at it eight, eight ways, and, and every time it's going to come out. Cornell, they go on uh, the road, and they beat Fordham in, in a game where they were the underdogs, right? There was only a one, one-and-a-half-point underdog, uh, but showing more of that offense that we are used to from last year. Yale then took on Loyola Marymount in the game after Gonzaga. Again, as an underdog on the road on the West Coast, came up with a nice win there. So I, I have to tip my cap to Yale as well. And then the conversation that everyone's going to want to have is Penn beating Villanova in Penn. I mean, you can tell me it's an in-state rival. You can sit back and you can talk to me about all that you want about this game. Villanova's a 21st-ranked team in the country. They are a winning program in that state. They're a winning program in the country. Everyone expected big things out of Villanova. I saw people putting them in the Final Four. Penn beat them. And they beat them soundly. Look, it's a four-point win. But Penn had control most of this game. Perkins was fantastic, 26 points, six rebounds, uh, just absolutely leading the way. You you look at what the Ivy Leagues are, and the, the idea of the Ivy Leagues, we know in college basketball, is, okay, it's a fun league. Maybe they could have an upset here or there. I think that this puts people on notice. I, I do. I look at the week ahead, and I go, I think teams have to be on notice here when you're talking about the Ivy Leagues. And I'm not talking about, you know, Brown against Rhode Island. No, I'm talking about, and I'm also not talking about against a top 25 team. I'm talking about just overall. Harvard against UMass. You know, that's a team to be on notice. I know Colgate's a decent team. They Yale goes to Colgate. Both of those games are games where I think that the Ivy Leagues can continue to build their resume. You start to look at uh, getting into the weekend, and you're going into a spot where I do believe that the Ivy Leagues will still be o- overlooked. And you go into the weekend, and Yale takes on Weber State in the Atlantic Slam. Uh, this is a tough game. A really tough game. Weber State is a very, very good team. There are a lot of people that are picking Weber State to win that conference. I think Yale has a shot. I do. I think Yale has a shot to win that game. Harvard against Boston College up in Chestnut Hill. Here we go. Boston College is a better team than I think they were last year. I think that they have better things working for them. I'm not telling you Harvard can't win that game, though. I'm not. I, I, I think that Harvard has a legitimate chance in that game. Now, I'm not giving you Brown beating on, on USC on Sunday or anything like that. But I think Harvard and Yale this weekend have chances. And I talked to you guys about Harvard before the year began. Before the year began, I told you I thought that Harvard was a team that could really upset the apple cart, right? That they could be maybe not the Ivy League winners here. But I thought that they could do something special this year in certain spots. I thought that there was a chance that the Harvard Crimson could maybe win the league. I, I mean, maybe. I think they'll be in it. 
And I think that it, it, the, the team has been slept on a little bit. Harvard, you're going to get value out of. Yale, going on another time. Saga, Loyola, and now this. They are in a tough road spot, but they've shown that they could win these games. I'm leaning Yale, and I'm leaning Harvard this week. Maybe I need the points, but I'm leaning both. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Everybody, enjoy the week ahead. College basketball, college football, lots of stuff going on this weekend as well. All of the Ivy League. Tip your cap. It's a great week for the Ivy League. Have a very good weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.